Welcome to Periop Talk, the perioperative-specific podcast where we discuss how to make surgery safer one podcast at a time. From Q&As with AORN guideline authors to interviews with OR nurses just like you, our goal is to always share practical information for you to take back to your OR. Hello, I'm Renee Battier, the Vice President of Nursing at AORN. I'm here today with Pamela Hunt, a national nursing expert on productivity, to talk about making a business case for quality. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Renee, and thanks for having me today to, for this very important discussion. So, Pam, what would I and why would I, as an OR leader, want to make a business case for quality? I think we assume everybody understands the importance of quality outcomes. But what does business case for quality really mean? And why is it important for a perioperative leader? As a clinician and as a perioperative leader, we all deeply understand the need to provide quality patient care to our patients. As the business leader also in our departments and our centers, we need to understand what not only the cost of not providing quality is, but the cost avoidance that we can maintain or that we can achieve by avoiding errors in our environments and and in our departments and our surgery centers, et cetera. So as a business leader and as a clinician, it's it's cost and quality. You know, I always say and uh, that it's not cost versus quality. Uh, as a leader, you're not making that that decision. It should be cost and quality that we're really focusing on. This sounds like it's really important. Do you think the importance has changed in the last year, and that it's a different approach or need for this than say a year ago or five years ago? Well, I think that the importance of providing quality has been with us throughout our history. The importance to the business of our environments of providing quality has changed over the last five years. So uh, many of us know, uh, many of you out there know that your organizations are penalized uh, financially for not providing quality care for uh, hospital-acquired conditions. All of us uh, know about that. And one of those is a surgical site infection. So we are not only uh, not given full payment uh, for the lack of quality, but we're actually, uh, payment is withheld for the lack of quality in our organizations. So it's, it's not only that, but what I also like to remind perioperative leaders is that you know, the, the perioperative department and in the last year when many, I would say almost all hospitals or organizations had to pause their elective surgeries uh, for a short time or some for a very long time, we absolutely saw what a difference that made to the revenue and the bottom line for our organizations. So when we think about uh, ORs, sometimes, you know, ORs traditionally do uh, make revenue. And there's good to that. And there's, I say, there's risk to that as well. And the risk to that, it's always good to make revenue, but the risk to that is that we get, um, comfortable 
And we don't look for ways to be more efficient or we don't look for ways to cut cost. And so uh, in the last five years and certainly in this last year, and this last year is forcing all of us in every department of every organization to say, gee, what are we doing? How can we do it better? How can we uh, provide better quality and at the best possible cost? So um, it's it's something that's an evolution. It actually, it absolutely was was in evolution before the pandemic of 2020 and now into 2021. Uh, it definitely was was uh, was we were thinking about quality and cost before this, but this heightens the discussion. Absolutely. Whoever thought that we would be at a time of pausing elective surgeries, which is definitely what drives uh, the organization's revenue. So do you think that those uh, issues or those challenges for creating the business case are different in an ambulatory environment? In order to answer that question, I want to go back a little bit to history of ambulatory environments. And when ambulatory, many ambulatory environments were initially uh, freestanding surgery centers, uh, LLCs, and Many of them were designed specifically around one type of surgery. So therefore, what that allowed the ambulatory surgery centers to do is to um, target, if you will, uh, you know, a certain surgical patient population and a, a certain uh, patient population. So high-risk uh, anesthesia class patients oftentimes weren't taken to the surgery center. Therefore, those surgery centers were highly profitable. And again, uh, they also had the circumstance of if I'm highly profitable, sometimes I don't look for ways to be uh, more uh, efficient and have a better cost control. So uh, is, it, is it different? Yes, the ambulatory surgery centers, many of them uh, now are transitioning and are no longer LLCs. Uh, perhaps they are owned by uh, systems, by hospital systems, by healthcare systems and, and networks. So that changes their paradigm a little bit and they're being asked to be as efficient and to look at operations just like we are being asked in the inpatient areas to look at operations for opportunities. I recently uh, was with an ambulatory surgery center and uh, they were absolutely, they were in this very situation of there's opportunity here an opportunity that we haven't looked for in the past for various reasons. And uh, one of those opportunities was it was an outpatient surgery center. So when we think about that low anesthesia class risk, um, hopefully very uncomplicated procedures for the most part. And they were in all RN staff. And, uh, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse from my head to my toe. I've been told that before. <laughs> and we know that Linda Aiken uh, has done, and, and colleagues, has done much, much rich research about the higher the RN ratio, the lower the adverse outcomes for our patients. When I uh, also put on my business cap on top of that nursing cap, uh, I also know that it, it is not efficient to not reach out to other care partners to provide the care 
uh, it when it's when it's appropriate. So um, lots of lots of paradigm shifts, and it's it's not all bad. It's just change, and and everybody out there knows how much some of us love change. Exactly, it's been a year of change. So if there was one takeaway from these discussions for a pair up leader today, what would you say is key in tying quality to a business case for change? Well, one of the key messages that we talk about in this series is absolutely how to do that. So how do I look at my current quality scorecard? How do I predict uh, what a, a cost savings would be? Uh, and, and then also on the other end of that, being very transparent and very uh, honest about how much it would cost. Because sometimes implementing a quality initiative means that there's going to be cost associated with that. So the key takeaway in, uh, in all of this is it's not cost versus quality, but it's cost and quality. And it's looking at both sides of that. What what quality do we need to improve? And what not only is it going to save us, but what is it going to cost us as well? Now, with that being said, before we leave that subject, I want to say that it is the business responsibility of the perioperative leader to look at both sides of that story, look at both sides of that, that case. However, there are times when it is appropriate that it's going to cost more than it's going to save us. But because we never forget we're in the business of patient care, we still do it. Absolutely. Well, Pam, thank you for joining us today. For all of you that have been listening, if you've enjoyed this discussion today, Pam is hosting a three-part interactive series to help you master your quality initiatives and so much more. Learn more about how you can receive a certificate of OR Leadership Mastery by visiting aorn.org backslash quality or by clicking the link in the description. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll share this podcast with your colleagues and we hope that you'll join us next time for Periop Talk.